Peace be upon the listener. You are life in the human form. You are the universe becoming extremely conscious of itself. My name is Raiz Toluca, a.k.a. the Film Abbot, a.k.a. the Don Lemon of Discipline, a.k.a. the Stephen A. Smith of Spirituality, a.k.a. the Van Jones of Vitriol, a.k.a. the Bob Ross of Buddhism, a.k.a. the Muhammad Ali of Meditation, a.k.a. the Confucius of Concentration. And you guys probably didn't expect to hear back from me so soon, but um, I had to pop a Yui and come and talk to you guys. I'm thinking about recording episodes twice a week um one releasing in the middle of the week and another one on sundays just to double my my workload so i can get acclimated into the process of recording and speaking and i might just keep this whole entire process coming i thought i owe you guys a little more of the plans for this platform um what i do hope and intend to create from this um very simple I would think Um, and honestly I'm trying to articulate that to myself right now you know um, like I said in the last episode of the podcast excuse me while I drink Ah, excuse me we're fixing the plane as it's flying and along with fixing the plane while it's flying this podcast is going to take a couple of iterations along the way see Um, Over my years of podcasting, I've dabbled into every iteration of trying to give content to the people who care. Early on, I had my sturdent, my my ardent 11 listeners who always came through and listened. I used to have an audience of 11 when I first started. And now at the peak of the podcast, I probably had an audience, a consistent audience of about 200 and You know, uh, a tipping point in any society only takes 10% to proliferate a certain ideology or an ideal in order to get the rest of the environment to move in that direction. Just 10%. And um, so I was incredibly happy with that 100 slash 200 consistent listeners that I was able to receive at the height of my consistency with with this podcast. Excuse me. And if anything, truthfully, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. I'm just trying to get back to that, that level of consistency, that level of commitment, that level of dynamism. Um, And so it's going to take some time to get back into the rhythm of recording and giving my time and energy to speaking into a microphone. I should have been working hard at this during the pandemic, um, but I was just writing my ass off. I was writing like a slave, writing. I got so many things coming. I don't know if I've, I probably haven't told everybody this. You know, I haven't told anybody this. I've told a couple of my friends and family. Um, I, I'm, I'm writing, I'm writing just to free my soul. And then I'm probably going to stop writing and I'm going to continuously do this. Instead, um, once I am done with every th- single idea that I have inside of my brain in regards to fiction and nonfiction, I'm then going to just start writing for myself writing to further my understanding of myself um and it's going to be one of those things where i'm just going to pass on every single bit of my writing to my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren but i'm not going to be writing past the age of 35 for the public consumption i'm only going to be uh, because what i realized what i realized is the system is a trap And 
because what you end up doing when you participate in this system is you're always chasing something. And the thing that you're chasing tends to be hidden behind a fog. And then you're seeking this this validation that is never fully satiated, no matter how far up you climb. And the only way you are able to climb higher in a sense of spiritual development is if you release your I use I like saying if you graduate from the things that brought you where you are in the first place, we have to graduate. Uh, I believe that's why a lot of things in life are set up in four year increments. I believe it's why um, high school is four years. I believe it's why middle school is three years. I believe it's why elementary school is five years. It's because the human brain develops in drastic ways in large chunks of time. Like who you were, if you ever think about just the difference between a four-year-old and an eight-year-old, you'll be surprised when you just really sit down and think about it. So you think about the difference between an 18-year-old and a 22-year-old, you'll be surprised. Think about the difference between a 22-year-old and a 26-year-old, you'll be surprised. So what part of us that the society allows us to engage in when it comes to the things that we choose to do with our careers, we're not allowed to graduate from them. You work the job until you die. How come I can't graduate from this job like you made me graduate from from high school? You made me graduate from college, but I must stay at this job for the rest of my life. I must stay at this craft for the rest of my life. And the crazy thing about artistry, which is why I respect Quentin Tarantino so much, the crazy thing about artistry is the people love you until they don't. And so for me, I'm already calculating my exit strategy. That's why I love Quentin Tarantino's idea of 10 films. Because once I do 10 films, I'm out. Because there's a law of diminishing returns. You want to, you want to give your all and put the pen down or whatever down without the game itself retiring you. And so I talk into this microphone right now and I'm building out the how I want to approach the podcast and this whole idea of being centered. I'm fleshing it out and you guys are fleshing it out with me together as we're go excuse me as we're going through the motions. Um, the, I'm going to probably have a more concrete structure in this thing in the next couple of episodes um, to give you guys a general sense of what a show, not even a show, but what a transmission is going to feel like. Um, I'm open to breathing exercises. I'm open to more scripture reading. I'm open to interjecting clips and creating conversations around a specific thing that I found in the week that I want to share my opinions and share my feelings. And hopefully you guys are going to be willing to do it. And if you haven't seen, I want to incorporate more news into this. Um, There's going to be a website launching probably towards the end of the year of being centered, which is going to be a, a, uh, a hub of ideas, a hub of mindfulness and well-being and This is a journey that I think is fulfilling for me as much as I hope it will be for you. You know, I'm the reason why I named this podcast being centered is because 
two reasons. I'm a being centered and I'm trying to be centered. You know, I'm trying to get more towards the middle, find the middle path, the middle way, trying to find balance. Life is a life is a journey of extremes. And the quicker you are able to find the middle ground, the more peaceful you will be. And I'm trying to get to that middle ground. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I'm working on myself every day and I'm trying to get there. Um, I feel like I'm at the I feel like I'm at the uh, the precipice. I'm at the, I don't want to put this. I sought out, I began my spiritual journey five, how old am I? I started meditating in 11th grade when I was 16 years old. I'm 26 now, so I've been meditating for 10 years. Um... Not everybody even knows that about me. My family, my friends, they don't really know that I started my mindfulness journey when I was 16 years old because um, I had two main issues with myself when I was 16. I had anxiety, not crippling anxiety, but I was an anxious person. And on top of that, I suffered from mild OCD, mild, right? I'm, I'm... I'm a very uh, specific person. I like my routine, and I like my routine even more. And so the crazy thing is, is when you are you are obsessive compulsive in that way, you also have a little bit of anxiety to go with it when your obsessive compulsion doesn't really get met. So I had this interesting balance, and my mind didn't feel like it was mine. And I sought out to make my mind belong to me. Because I recognize that the one thing that is the most deadliest, the deadliest thing a black man can do is not have control over his mind. Society is waiting for a black man to not have control over his mind. The emotional black man is always going to self-destruct and do more harm than good. Never be emotional. And society uses our anger and sadness against us in a lot of wicked ways. And I recognize that early. I used to get into a lot of trouble when I was 17 and 16. And then I realized that all right, I got about two more years to stop getting into trouble, to stop being disrespectful, to really tighten up my act. Because if I mess up, it is going to be serious consequences. No play play consequences. No more slaps on the wrist. This is the big boys. So I thought, all right, let me figure out how to gain control of myself. And so that's when I started meditating. And around 19 is when I started really having incredible breakthroughs and I committed Truly, with my feet planted in my soul, I was standing inside of myself, and I had to. Re- re- and that's when I recognized what I am here to do. And I'm here to bring joy. I'm here to give understanding. I'm here to educate. I'm here to be educated. I'm here to be a student and a teacher for the rest of my life. I recognized that at 19 years old, but I also recognized that when I was a kid. I've always wanted to be a teacher. Um, I used to want to be a scholastic teacher, and I'm still doing that too. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching in academia, but I wanted to do that since I was a child. Since I was a kid, most people want to be firefighters and police officers, doctors. From a young age, I have this MVP of the week thing still framed on my on my bedroom wall in my parents' house 
It's like this large scroll in second grade. My second grade teacher, Mr. Pallor, used to do um, the MVP of the week. And every student in the class was the MVP of the week, making kids feel really special for, for one day out of the week. And the, the child, me, for example, when it was my turn, I sat on a stool and the class just asked me questions. They interview you. They ask you who you are, what you want. You know, at the time, the questions were, you know, what's your favorite Pokemon? What's your favorite color? What are your favorite animals? What's your favorite number? And the most poignant question is, what did you want? What do you want to be when you grow up? And um, I said, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher. I'm, one day I'm going to take a picture and, and post it on my Instagram and show you guys. But um, yeah, I want to be a teacher since I was in second grade. And I think the versions of teaching always change. I think that's why I get on this microphone and talk so much and try to give so much value, try to tell what I've learned, because that's what I've always wanted to do. And this is what I always wanted to be. It just changed its form as time progressed. But this is what I always wanted to be and do. Um, with these also, I, I, I don't want to run into an hour. I don't want to steal your guys' time. Uh, my purpose for doing this on Sunday is really just to wrap up the week. Um, I'm thinking it's either I record the regular pod, the transmissions on Tuesdays, drop on Wednesdays and record the Sunday specials on Sunday. Um, record them on Sunday, drop them on Sunday because I like to just wrap out the week. Um, check in with you guys in the middle of the week, hump day as the kids call. And then on Sunday, I round out the week with a little bit of uh, a little bit of Sunday gospel, a little bit of pulp pity. Um, so, and again, nothing too long. You know how church, when you used to go to church, I know I used to go to church, grew up in a Christian household, which I think that's where a lot of my sensibilities come from. But I tried to fight it for the longest time, which is a separate conversation in and of itself. So, But bear with me on on Wednesday. We're going to talk a lot about God and attention and it being our highest ideal. But um, church used to always be so long, man. I remember falling asleep. I remember wishing that church itself had food. Like, because we used to go to eat after church every Sunday. We used to go to breakfast. And I think in sixth grade is when I stopped going to church. And because I had this realization, um, uh, this, this is like, this is why I'm, I'm just a strange kid. I, I'm a strange kid. I've always been a strange kid. Um, I remember asking the pastor so many questions that he couldn't answer. And I remember vividly that making me uncomfortable. Like, why can't you answer this? Or I remember the answers that he gave me being unsatisfactory. So this is uh, this is an unsatisfactory answer. Why? Why is Abraham about to sacrifice Isaac? Why? Why would a man strap his son to a slab and prepare to cut his throat for God? Explain that to me. Why would God have a bet with the devil to take everything away from Job just to prove that Job actually loves God? This makes no sense to me. Please explain this to me. And the pastor gave me unsatisfactory answers. I was highly disappointed. And and this is where the judgmental part of it goes, where divine wisdom isn't easily interpreted. 
I wish I had that level of patience with them. And truth be told, this is the thing about religion in general. You know, the religion that we are uh, participating in, you have to disassociate from it because it's really not your religion. It's been passed down to you. It's an heirloom. You have to go put it down and pick it up later. Right. That's what I did. I put down Christianity and all the things that it held and I picked it up to find the nuggets of it with my adult mind because following a religion that studiously as a kid, it makes you into a machine, not a person. It makes you into a vehicle for ideology and not a human being who can explore nuances. And I want to explore nuances and Buddhism always naturally leaned towards my sensibilities. But I believe truly and I'm making a I'm writing an essay on this right now about how being a Buddhist makes you a better Christian. And the cross-pollination of ideas and practices help fulfill um, the reality of divine compassion and unobstructed love and kindness. You do that from the mindfulness exercises that are present in Buddhism, and then you take that over to the biblical, the religions of the book, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, and it only grows your appreciation, your ability to love unerringly. I'm ranting. I'm ranting. I'm sorry. I'm getting pulpit. Don't let me get in the pulpit, y'all. If I get once I get in the pulpit, you gotta drag me out. Drag me out. Climb my way out the pulpit. Climb my way to stay in the pulpit. Um, but in general, you know, what I'm hoping to be, I'm, what I'm hoping to gain from this podcast, number one, is nothing. I really don't want anything from this podcast. I don't want money. I don't want resources. I don't want attention. I really just want to bring value to people who listen. And if you guys want to pass this podcast along that would mean the best to me if you tell a friend you tell a family member if you have a friend who is sad you have a friend who needs to be consoled through the voice send them this podcast and hopefully by listening to me they can find a little bit of solace if you yourself are sad and need some solace i hope this podcast can do you some service that's all i'm seeking to give to this podcast and then eventually when the website comes as a once I once I get back to where this podcast can be, the 200 regular listeners, like once I get my tribe back, because I'm sorry that I abandoned you, my tribe. Once I get my tribe back, my listeners back, my friends, my family back into the fold. Once I'm able to see, all right, these are my people. They are ready. Then I will create a website to help give the things that. I think are necessary to help us through these tumultuous times that we've been going through. Um, It's only a matter of time, I would say, until we are fully actualized and fully realized people. It takes a lot of unlearning. Maturing is just a process of unlearning. Um, I'm unlearning a lot of behaviors myself. I was just talking to my brother the other day about um, about how uh, being a man, being a man, 
being a man is often a misunderstood endeavor. We think because we are masculine, we are men. We think because we have penises, we are men. We think because we are we were once boys, we are naturally becoming men as we age. It is wrong. It is very, very wrong. There is no proper education on manhood, true manhood anymore. Being a man is standing up for yourself, but being kind as well. See, that's another thing that they're trying to do to our men out here. And I don't want to get on my pulpit in this way, but that's another thing that they're trying to do to our men out here. They're trying to make men feel wrong for standing up for themselves. Yeah, we have the power, but we also need to be loved and respected and appreciated. And if you're a man out there who feels down on his luck, who feels a little down bad, who feels unappreciated by somebody in your life, and you think, man, I can't be emotional about this. I have to just suck it up. No, you stand up for yourself. And you tell somebody, whoever it is, enough is enough. You say no. You exercise your responsibility and your ability to say no. Both in actions and in words, you say no. And let the person, whomever it is, deal with that. But you are entitled to know. And if you're a woman, too. You're a woman too. Also, to all the women out there listening to this podcast, before I wrap, I want to say this. You are more than you are more than entitled to say no. Do not put up with anything you don't want to put up with. That is the masculine qualities that are reserved for you. Your ability to say no. Say no. Do not subject yourself to anything you don't want to subject yourself to. Say no. Don't build resentment. On both sides, we have to stop building resentment towards each other, men and women. We're building a lot of resentment. We're not hearing each other. We're not listening to each other. We're at war every day. We have to stop the war. We have to stop the fighting. We have to harmonize. And in order to harmonize, it starts with men sticking up for themselves and women sticking up for themselves. Men listening to why they're sticking up for themselves and women listening to why men are sticking up for themselves. We have to exit the cycle of revenge. And we have to present a healing energy towards each other in a way that actually matters, not in a superficial way. Not in a cosmetic way. Not because it's cute to heal or it's cute to say that you're healing. Or because you like crystals in astrology. Which is going to be another episode. But there's a lot at stake in this next 50 years. And you're going to be required to be your best self. I'm not saying it's going to be cool if you are. It's okay if you're. No, you're going to be required to be your best self. You're going to be required to show up pristine. Required to show up on your P's and Q's, baby. You're going to be required to stand on principles and values. Required. It's not a choice. You're required to be your best self. Because the universe shifts when you give it your best. It shifts in a positive direction when you actually try. You are required to try. Effort isn't a choice. Do or do not, there is no try, said the great master Yoda. You must do 
or choose not to. But don't try. You do it. So get in the field, man. Get in the field, the battlefield, the mental field, the mind field. You have to. Learn yourself. Um, and what I hope this podcast and the oncoming website and everything that I do going forward, both in the writing, um, the filmmaking, the public speeches, all that shit. If I ever even choose to do any of that stuff, I'm really just focused on doing this podcast and getting better at my craft and like fixing whatever it is inside of myself, becoming the most getting more closer to God that's all I really care about doing, man, is becoming a more holistic spiritual being. And I'm just taking you guys along the journey. Um, and by doing so, I, I intend to bring value to you all. Because if I didn't feel like I couldn't bring value to you guys, I wouldn't be booting up this microphone and talking into dead space and hoping somebody shots back and say, wow, great episode. That's all, man. That's all I'm here to do. I'm here to be of service. I'm here to be of service. You tell me how, and this is the best way I know how to do it for my mental health, for my spiritual well-being. This is how I need to do it. You know, we're doing our best here, people, and you must be kind and gentle with yourself. It's what I'm learning to do. It's not always easy. It's the road less traveled, but in order to be a... uh, If you don't have spiritual company, you must travel alone. Um, I'm truly seeking to hopefully give spiritual company to spiritually minded people, to give solace to the sad, to create companionship, For those who are seeking companionship, just to be a friend in need to people who need. I don't always get it right, but I try every time I can. I'm working on a lot of things. And I I was talking to, um, I'm over here blowing up all my conversations, but I was talking to another one of my friends. And then he asked me, why are you always working? Like, what are you working on? And I told him me. And it's the funnest thing that I can possibly imagine doing. Like all the other shit, career stuff is gonna be here because I'm just, I'm, I'm too obsessive compulsive to be a failure, which is another trap of Western society and my, my upbringing. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too obsessive compulsive to, to fail. Um, so I'm always gonna be finding that front, but so that front doesn't really even matter to me. It's not even a part of my equation when I think about what I'm doing. Like, I don't even think about uh, art. I don't think about profession. I don't, I don't, I used to, but now I don't even think about that anymore. That used to be a a part of my thought process, especially during the pandemic. Ooh, during the pandemic, during the panda bear, man, I was, I was relentlessly focused on excellence. I was relentlessly writing like a madman. Like a madman. I was a madman. Oh, I was a bad, bad mother. Come on, man. 
sun up to sundown because everything was uncertain. My, the entirety of my plans were thrown out of the window. My grind was stopped. I had to stay in the house. I was a, I'm a hustler. I'm a mover. I like, st- I, I, but that, that's almost like it like misrepresents the, the, the Buddhist nature that I, my Buddhist practices because I had to steal attention. I had to steal my attention back. I had to find moments to be centered. But I'm going to meditate. I would meditate twice a day. I'd meditate twice a day because I told myself, man, when the world opens up, I got to be sharp. I got to be sharp. I got to be my best, the best version of myself. I, I equated it to all my friends and family. It's like a time skip in anime. We got a time skip. And so when the next arc starts, when the world opens up again, we're going to have learned some new things. We're going to have gotten bigger and stronger, more wiser, more courageous. So I was just on grind mode, grind mode, grind mode, pedal to the metal. I'm talking eight hour days of writing in front of my laptop. Some days got some days I, I got nothing for two hours. But I just have my laptop open, beating myself over the head, trying to figure out things. Some days I'm like, bro, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough at my current skill level to even complete this idea I have. I need to read. So I'm just reading eight hours a day. Eight hours a day of straight reading. And I'm like, fuck, I don't really understand this book. What is this? What is this idea? What is Eric Neumann trying to say? What is the great mother? Put this down. Let me go watch a YouTube video. Eight hours of YouTube videos. Meditate. There were some days I didn't even wake up to eat. I woke up to read. I had to remind myself to eat at 8 p.m. Like shit, rice. You have to eat. I got rid of food. I said food is limiting me. I even figured out a way to maximize my work day. I figured out that if I stay up till three for four days out of the week, I could, if I wake up at eight and go to sleep at three, I get five hours of sleep. I can do that for four days out of the week, maximize my time, rest one day on Friday, but still work, but just take a normal sleep day, which is I go to sleep at 12 and I wake up at eight. I could improve my efficiency. And I would, I did that for a calendar year, a calendar year of terrible sleep, a calendar year of terrible diet. A calendar year of distracting myself with work. A calendar year of also recalibrating what is dear to me. A calendar year of recalibrating the effect that I was having on myself and other people. A calendar year of getting into my mind and figuring out who I am and why I am. A calendar year of trying to understand what am I seeking and why am I seeking it in this way. I went through all of those things in a calendar year. Because I was like, bruh, everything changed. My entire plans changed. How my plan was so laid in stone that I thought it was foolproof. And I did not see the panda bear coming. Nobody. I, I predict. I calculate for everything. Everything. 
everything. And I did not calculate for that. And because I didn't calculate for that, I had to sit back and think, well, damn, what does that mean? But so make a long story less long. Now that we're out the pandemic, I'm able to just look back and see, yo, look at all the stuff I have. I have so many things. So many things. All I have to do is execute. All I have to do is execute. When I tell y'all I have, I don't even want to brag like this. I have so many things. So many things. All I have to do is push the button. And it's such a beautiful feeling, but in my back of my mind, I'm telling myself, bro, at what cost? At what cost? At what cost? But I wouldn't change it for anything. We're moving in the right direction. Excuse me. But I don't want to take up too much for you guys this Sunday. I'm here today and I'll be back again on Wednesday or Tuesday because I record on Tuesday. I might drop it on Tuesday. I might drop on Wednesday. Don't beat me up. Um, If you can and if you want to, you are more than willing to share this episode or share the past episodes or share the episodes going forward. Tell a friend post on social media if you want to but um, I'm trying to keep this as grassroots as possible for my own mental health because um, I, I really don't like social media for the validation seeking aspects of it and the moment that I take something so precious to me and I end up putting on social media for myself or on my own I am instantly seeking the validation feedback enter into the matrix of validation so um, me just taking it upon myself to record into the microphone bear my truth be honest be vulnerable communicate ideas that is my workload that i am willing to do and i am humbled and honored and privileged that i get to do it Um, but i enjoy talking to you guys more than anything so if you guys feel the need to Stephen A. Smith's spirituality. I'm the greatest ever do it in the bit. No, I'm just kidding.